Welcome to the 17th episode of Bandsweets. My name is Queen Rafi and this is my podcast, Queen Rafi Space. And for this particular episode, I spoke with Laughing Gas, who is a stand-up comedian, a businessman, a podcaster, an on-air personality from the city of Oweri, which is in Imo State, Nigeria. We talked about the business of comedy, how he got into comedy, and also how upcoming comedians can position themselves for greatness. Do listen in! Welcome to another episode of Bandswits and for today I have an amazing guest. His name is Laughing Gas. He is a stand-up comedian. He's the host of Ninja Crazy Prank Calls, which is a podcast. He's a graduate of industrial physics from the Federal University of Technology, Oweri. Welcome to the show, Laughing Gas. <laughs> Welcome. Like... Laughing Gas is, is a comedian mm. and when... I was in the university. I don't even know how I came across this audio, but I love to look for funny stuff on the internet a lot. For anything that's funny, you'll find me there. I always tell myself that if a comedian can make me laugh, it can make anybody laugh because I'm kind of difficult to... I'm, I'm, I have a difficult... I don't want to say difficult sense of humor, but my sense of humor is very weird sometimes. But I found this audio and this person was, was very creative with Nigerian music, you know, making fun of Nigerian music and just injecting lots of jokes, lots of plays. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is so funny. I uh, see another part one, part two. I don't even know how many parts that thing had. had. And the person always said at the end of the day, he'll say, Follow me on Twitter. My um follow me on Twitter. My Mr. name now L A F I N underscore G A S. And I actually went on Twitter because of this particular person. Wow. To check it out. Wow. Yeah. As at that time. But then I, I just checked on Twitter. I was like, okay, but this was, I would always play that audio, mm. this joke, funny audio, every time I was washing my clothes. Wow. So, wow. And you, were, you were then, this, where were you then? Where were you? I was in Mina. I was in Niger Whoa. State. I was also in the Federal Investor of Technology, Mina. God damn. And I was in Oweri, far, you, far Oweri. Can you imagine? <laughs> it's amazing. I, funny, I keep saying, this world is a very small place. Absolutely. Very, it's very small. Very, very small place. Considering the fact that I was just I was just having fun as a student then, and I was just catching fun. That's it. Let me because Nigeria is is diverse. We have a lot of ethnic groups here. We have a lot of uh, a lot of languages, a lot of dialects. So I'm like, okay, let me try something English. And that's why I started. I can't begin to do that interview. And the interview was it was very sweet because now I'm a music lover. That's that's where I, I got that from. I'm a music lover and I listen to music extensively. Like currently now, if I, I'm listening to Yanni. You really listen extensively because like, Yanni is like yeah, jazz out of and the way of good. There. So now I listen. When I want to do this, I just go in and I, I drown myself with that kind of sound. So then I'm like, okay, Nigerian musicians, let's get them. I'll pack, I'll choose the five that I want and I will play almost all their songs. That's if not all. And I'll tell you the wow. truth. The person that suffered me then was Fela Kuti. <laughs> The time I did... You were listening to 20-something minutes of Good. music. You will be listening and waiting for Fela to sing. 10 minutes, Baba has not said anything. <laughs> and you know, you can't skip any part because every part is important. You don't know yeah. when he will say what you want or when he will say something that is funny that you know that will come in. So it was crazy then, but... Absolutely. So now fast forward about eight years later and who joins my podcast community? <laughs> Almighty Laughing Gas. 
the funny thing is, I didn't even know who he was at that time. I was just like, okay, yeah, laughing gas. When you joined, a friend of mine who had seen you perform your magic in emo state or weary. Yeah. had messaged me to say, ah, Rafi, that guy is like one of the hottest comedians in Oweri and he's really, really amazing. In my head, I was like, eh, he's the biggest comedian in Oweri. Yeah, and what he, consign me? Yeah, he's hard to make <laughs> you laugh. I know now. Yeah, in yeah, my he's... head, I was like, what, what consign me? I beg, leave me. <laughs> But then you would post this prank calls on the group and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm looking for something to just relax. Let me listen to the prank calls. And I listened to the prank calls and I was like, wait, it can't be. Is this my underscore G-A-S? You, and the underscore sure was still I, there. Honestly, I'm like, if I can find my old, old memory card, I'm very oh. sure I still have those audios. That's how much they meant to me at the time. So I was like really excited to really have you on. So now... Let's let's talk about comedy and all that you've been up to. First yeah. off, how did you get into comedy? Uh, I would say comedy started. Starting comedy was actually funny. You know, normally you're always funny around friends, but you don't have the courage to go up on stage. So now I'll tell you real talk, real talk, real talk. The first time I performed was in my third year, and I was liking one girl in year one. <laughs> So now, uh, I'm like, how do I like? Okay, there are two. Th- there are two different people. There is laughing gas, and there is my personal life. My personal person is shy. He's a shy guy. So I don't know how to approach this. I'm like, okay, okay. So if I could go up on stage and I, I do better, I think um, I, I I can have a chance to talk to this girl. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm a comedian. I want to go up on stage and. That was how I performed for the first time. And after that, they kept calling me. Wow. And I didn't finally Please, get the girl. And uh, I was just about to ask. Yeah, I didn't finally but get But we are thankful girl. to Asha because yeah. if not for her now, we'll probably not have a laughing girl. Her name was Choma Chikezie. I called her Chomkes. I can't forget that Uh-oh. name. Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. This, that's a quite a very funny story. So, you've been doing comedy now for yeah. how long? Uh, I started uh, 2008. Then, it w- was not professionally. It was as a student. And, you know, I studied a very hard course. So, I didn't really carry it in my head. Comedy was a weekend thing. I faced my mm-hmm. quantized, being being ODE and all my courses during the week, squarely. And just did comedy during the weekends. So, but I started officially 2012 when I was done with my NYC. That's when I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to look for any job and that's it. That's <laughs> amazing. Mm. So now let's, let's talk about how comedy has evolved lately in Nigeria. Because yeah. the comedy that I grew up knowing was the Night of a Thousand Laughs. Yeah. That was how we were able to get our comedy on mobile band and just have all of them on a CD audio. Yeah. And then it extended to you guys making those type of audios that I said I was listening to. Yeah. And now we have the whole skit. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts about all of this? My own is that uh, comedy is an act and it has different branches. Mm. There is never going to be a time when there won't be stand-up comedians. There must be stand-up comedians. There must be actors. There must be podcasters. There must be radio hosts. There must be... The act of comedy is just making people laugh. So there are diverse ways to make people laugh. You just have to choose your branch and stand your ground there. So, but the problem we have, it has evolved very well. But a lot of people misunderstand it. 
Just because you, you could be funny on screen does not mean you could be funny on stage with the mic. Some people don't get it. That's the truth. So they feel, okay, I'm funny. I'm funny. I'm funny. That's it. No. People might like you because they are fond of you, but that doesn't make you a good stand-up. You might be a good actor. You can be a good stand-up, but like me, I don't act. I know I'm not good with it. I can't keep myself. Yeah. You understand. I get so your point. You need to understand. So it's evolving, but a lot of Nigerians are not taking time. And I think the problem is uh, we in this country, we like following the moving train. Right? If everybody uh, is doing stand-up and they're making money, you see a lot of people coming into stand-up. If anybody is doing podcasting and they're getting money, you see a lot of people. If anybody is doing skits and uh, it's as if there's money coming from it, you see everybody jumping into it. Not really doing, taking the necessary time to do the research. To actually find out which yeah. one best works for me, which one is the one that would bring out, you know, the my... Best my, my Exactly. I, I like that you said that. And I think I heard this from Alibaba. He said, comedy business is serious business. Yes. Do you agree? It's very serious business. I could tell you. I'm, I'm an industrial uh, physics graduate and I can't even remember where my certificate is. It's even with my mom or someone. I've been doing comedy and I don't complain. I've traveled out of this world, uh, out of Nigeria a couple of times without spending a dime. So... What which other job could do get, do that for me? Like I mm. I live luxury when I travel on other people's bill, like just oh, because she? I'm a comedian. So I don't know. I don't know a better job. I don't know. So it's know. safe to say that even if you had the chance, you would you would continue. You would not pick any other thing apart from comedy. Yeah, I could do business. I'm a businessman. Like this is one of my places. Oh, sorry. We, we, <laughs> you can see others won't. So <laughs> they can't see. It. Yeah. So this is like a, I'm seeing like a game sport. Yeah, I'm a gamer. I I run games. There are a lot of businesses I like to invest money that I get from comedy into and let those money work, so I could eat when I'm not even doing shows. And that is another problem comedians have. You get, you, you feel the shows yeah. will keep coming. Hmm? It ridicules you because when the shows don't come, you see yourself doing low jobs, going below standards and killing the brand. That's, that, that has to do with branding now as a comedian because it, it's, it's serious business. When you take it as serious business, you have, you understand the business part, the management and everything. But if you just see like, yo, I just want to be a commit, like, like everybody's jumping in. Um, yeah. People are making money. I just want to do it. Then you will just want to do it and that is it. So it's serious like business. I like that you said, yeah, I like that you said that you were, you take money that you made from comedy and invest because yeah. I follow I keep making reference to him because he's one of the comedians I think has, you know, stayed for so long and sort of conquered it, which is Alibaba. Yeah. And he always talks about the fact that you cannot just stick to something and say, yes, I'm a comedian, I'm a comedian, and just stick to that. You have to. And even Alibaba himself has several businesses that he's involved yes. in, despite the fact that he's one of the biggest comedians out of Nigeria. So I really love that. And I think it's at this point, I want to say, there are lots of people who want to jump into comedy, who think they're funny, who feel like, yes, I can stand in front of a crowd and they can just start laughing. Mm, no, 
it takes a lot. Even as a comedian, you have bad days. There, there are times you make jokes and people don't understand it. The truth is, humor, uh, most times, and that's an, there's another problem Nigerians have uh, that I say is taking down the comedy industry, the stage comedy industry, not because there's this kit, the stage, the stage, the stage, the stage. Stand-up um, comedy. Yeah. Uh, there's this thing they say spontaneity everybody's like yo I'm spontaneous no comedy most times is scripted you could do it's 80% scripted homework done at home and 20% from what you see around so you don't just keep picking up there is a comedian and there is a talkative there are two different people you don't just come and say I saw something and I said something funny about it no you see foreign comedians they, they are paid uh, a huge sum of money to do a Netflix special right they perform Phone for one hour of scripted materials. But Nigeria here, we are like, you get one man, you work It's somehow sometimes. And I think that the thing is, most people feel that, I mean, how hard is the business? You know, like, how hard is it to make people laugh? I don't think people understand how hard it is to make people laugh. So make us understand how hard is it to actually come up with a comedy it's material. It's actually that the hardest job. It's actually the hardest job. I'll tell you why. Now, what I'm going to tell you to make you laugh is the same thing that you see every day, but you don't think it the way I think it. And you don't think deep the way I think it. Because me telling you the thing at once, boom. Let's make an instance. I, I made a joke recently. I'm like, yo... The people that suffer most uh, in this pandemic are actually uh, the taxi drivers. More especially all these ones that do app driving that will do anything or that will take anything just to get a five star from you. They suffer. And all of them are people who was confused or who were confused in the university telling them that they are the leaders of tomorrow. The lecturers lied to us and nobody... If you tell me that everything I need to know that I learned it from school... Hello, excuse me. Who taught the robbers? Is there a secret faculty in the school that I don't know about? Faculty of armed robbery and... No, someone should enlighten me. Even the girls who go wayward, the, the, the ladies of the red light district, who taught them? Is there a faculty of prostitution and human servicing? <laughs> Oh my God. You get okay. It's a normal. It's a normal. Let's say it's a normal thing. But everybody here is we are the leaders of tomorrow. But nobody thinks it that way. And it takes you to stay in your comfort zone and think stupid like that. Yeah. So, but you a know, lot of people don't take time to think stupid like this. Rather, they will just come out and tell you. So I come. Listen to me. So I come buy the food. They pour for my ear. How does that even make sense? People laugh to it. Because people have a lot of problem in this night. Actually, the funniest comedians that I, I enjoy in this country, if I tell you who they are, you you <laughs> you call me. Don't let them put down my podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> the funniest comedians are Twitter, Twitter users. Savage <laughs> reply givers. I, I kill you on that one. Do you know what I call them? Kill you on that one. My homeless brothers. I say everybody on Twitter <laughs> is homeless. <laughs> they are just living there. <laughs> 
all those savage reply. I, I think swear. I think what you said, what you said, make a lot of sense because I was listening to his same Alibaba. Strangely, yeah. I've mentioned him only God knows how many times right now. Yeah, and he was saying that as a comedian, you cannot watch a, a movie like how everybody else will watch it. Yes, you have to watch a movie to see material. You have to read books. When he was talking about reading books, I was like, ah, Lori comedy. What was so hard? Good. But I kind of realized that, like you said. Is eighty percent work that you've done at home, yes, and then twenty percent trying of to put your you don't come and say and you pick something from outside. No, you have to do work. Like I stay at home before the pandemic. I wanted to do an hour in in photo. I stayed there and I picked up my book. I have my material book on this. My system now. If I type, okay, hold on, let me share. Well, I keep forgetting it's a podcast. Like they can't see the video. <laughs> I mean, they can't see the video. Like, but oh God. I, I, I just, I just really love that, and I think that's what has made you stay in the business for as long as possible. And I think that's also what's going to make you continue to stay because you've cracked the fact that beyond the fact that I have the ability to think and see things from yes. the stupid side of it. I also have to invest and see the business side of comedy. I want to say talk to us about advice for upcoming comedians, but I feel like you've already said most of the things, but do you have anything else you'd like to tell somebody out there who is thinking comedy is what I want to do with my life? Any young comedian who wants to do comedy is very simple. You have to work, put in the work because that's what it, it is. Leave all this carry me along, put in the work. I, I don't I don't meet people and say carry me along, but by God's grace, a lot of them get to know me from the work I do. The truth is, if you're a stand-up comedian, put in the work. Try to perform from the small gigs. Record yourself. There is internet. Internet is everywhere in the world. So you don't need to be in my face for me to see you. If it's funny, people will love it. And when people love it, they will share it. And when they share it, it will get to those doors. Open those doors that you feel you need to go and beg to be opened. So if you're a stand-up comedian and you know you got the talent, you want you, you want to enter the business, just get materials. Do your thing. That's it for me. And pray. Work hard. Pray. That's it. Thank you so much for sharing that one. But also, something just came into my head as we're having this conversation now. Yeah. Do you think there are some set, some areas that comedians should not even be dabbling into at all? Especially in Nigeria. Uh, or especially for the kind of environment we are right now. Now, the thing is, everything, every joke is someone's pain. That's the truth. Every joke. When you make a joke, is someone's pain. If I make a joke about, let's say, okay, I just told you about the robbers. They are robbers. They are dedicated robbers who love their job. Trust me, they have their annual robbers conference. So when you make a joke about them, you actually hurt them. So when you make a joke about anything, you actually hurt people. So the truth is, as a comedian, you have to be sensitive to your environment. Like in Nigeria, it's safe to make a gay joke. But if you go to London or in the Western world, you can't do that. Okay? Now, rape, there's there's a lot of stigma on rape. Now, making a rape joke, uh, I don't understand how you want to sound. There are places where you are not supposed to go. Your instinct will tell you that. No matter how dope the joke is in your head, head throw it away because the truth is every time when people talk about things as a comedian ideas fly in your head let's say i go on twitter and everybody's talking about rape i'm using it as instance everybody's talking about it as a comedian you have things flowing in your head 
now you're just going to trash it because yo that's not what I want to be saying most of the times politically when things happen I always have things to say but do you know we end up laughing with my my team my management we just talk about it laugh and it ends there no this can't go out that's just for us it's for our consumption only mm. so that's I like it. that I like that you've said that because I think most upcoming comedians don't really know that there are some areas that like you can sound funny without being vulgar and that's something some people have okay, okay. like I said these kids that you used to make back in the days where I used to listen to audio skits for that matter they were so funny and they were not vulgar uh, the truth is I will tell so I will tell you something till tomorrow uh, you could go check out the video on YouTube this 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 one I told you about prostitution this joke hmm? now someone could make the joke and is vulgar and nasty but there are words you use if you even if you want to say things if you if you want to say bad things you don't call their names like me i'll tell you every comedian there are jokes you can say ah is real life you could talk about sex when you use the f word then you're making it sound ah yeah, explicit. Beep, you get good. So, but when you say sex, so they were having, I don't know what they were doing. They were having sex, I think. It's just, it's a normal flow for a matured person to understand. But when you hit it, beep. so some people feel that the hitting it is what makes it funny. But for me, you're just telling a story. So you have to drive them and driving them has to be slow. You don't just... Huh. Anyway, I don't know for them all, but I feel any comedian who wants, even if you're saying a very, a, 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 a not, I, I don't say it's a bad joke because a joke is a joke, right? If you're saying a vulgar joke, don't make it vulgar. Give it a soft landing. <laughs> Let's, like me, I let you, I let you do the thinking. Yeah, I let you do the thinking. That's why comedians would be like, they were doing, mm, you know now. Think about it. You think. So this guy and this yeah. girl, they were, I don't know what they were doing, no. So it's you in your head that will do the thinking. If you don't have a bad mind like that, you'd be like, ah, what were they doing? We don't know till now. We don't know. So that's your problem. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for talking to me about you know, the whole business of comedy and how you've been able to just get to where you are. Just honestly, just keep doing what you do best. And I know that right now, I mean, what else? They're already flying you out. Where you want to go again? I don't know. Planet. And so <laughs> you're just already at the top. I just hope that you continue to be there. And one day, you know, Laughing Gas is like a household name, like the Alibaba's and the rest of them. Amen. No. All right, now thank you so much. I appreciate. I'm very sure you enjoyed that conversation I had with Laughing Gas. He is such a hilarious person, and it's no doubt that he's in the business of comedy. Also, you can check out his podcast. He really drops the craziest and funniest prank calls on there. These are prank calls he's been doing on radio for over three years. And once in a while, he puts them on his podcast and you would have an amazing, amazing laugh for yourself. I'm going to put a link to that particular podcast in the show notes so you can go there and enjoy a lot of laugh from Laughing Gas. Thank you so much for joining me on this particular episode. Please do make sure you share this with your family and friends. There could be somebody who wants to get into the comedy business that might find this very very helpful and if you enjoyed listening to it you know please leave a review wherever it is you're listening from and i love you for every single time you click on play thanks for listening